This is the Boat Row Bullies Podcast. I am Connor High alongside Izzy Glick. Hello. We are back. Technically week two. We tried week two last week. Had some technical difficulties. Lots of technical difficulties. We are back. Um, Still new. Long, Still new long to story, podcast. Long story short, um, my computer is super outdated. We are now using my fiance's computer. Let's go, so, fiance! <laughs> Congratulations, buddy. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. That is. Still that that, that new. would be new yeah. to podcast listeners. Yes. Yeah. Nice. And you know, you got married. I did. That was before the podcast, but we didn't say that last time. So yes. congratulations. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So we're moving up in the world. Heck yeah! Can't so. wait to pay more taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Anyway, so we're back here in my living room, week two with the podcast. Uh, the goal, like I said, uh, I think first week was to try and do this every week. Yeah. Um, we wanted to try and keep an every Thursday thing. Um, we're doing it Wednesday night tonight because this is game one of 82. That's kind of the playoffs. But we're super hyped. There's a lot going on with the Sixers for good reasons, for bad reasons. We'll try to stick to the good tonight. I don't yeah, really want to uh, pay too much attention to, to you know, Ben Simmons and all of his drama. Yeah, obviously we'll touch on Ben Simmons today. Yeah. Uh, but we covered Ben Simmons a lot last week, uh, kind of went over the whole scenario. So everything we talk about probably from here on out uh, is probably just going to be more so touching in on how the situation's looking. Obviously right now it's looking really bad. <laughs> um, but we wanted to at least in the first episode, address it. Obviously, it was talked about a lot in the offseason, you know, what was going to go on. Um, Again, this isn't a Ben Simmons podcast. This is a Sixers podcast. So we kind of want to keep it general to that. I mean, obviously, we'll touch on everything. I mean, right. But, yeah. So I guess to just kind of fill you in where we're at. um, So yesterday, well, I guess even before. So Ben Simmons, where we last were, We're going to go back a week. Uh, Ben Simmons was not reporting to the team. It lost out on all sorts of money. They're getting ready to play their preseason game. And then we find out Ben Simmons is just randomly outside the building. He just just sort of showed up out of nowhere for whatever reason. Don't know why. Nobody really knows why. No one knows. Uh, We assume probably to try and collect some money because he was missing out on a ton. So I think I saw... Including the game he'll miss tonight because of the suspension, which yeah. again we'll touch on. It's like one point seven million that he's already missing out it's on. It's a lot. Like he I has mean, missed out on a lot of yeah, money. Yeah. And all for who knows, really. Yeah. I mean he's given all sorts of excuses and, and we still don't really know the firm reason. And I feel bad because the team has really had his back and we kind of figured if he wasn't gonna show up and play, he was just gonna be a distraction. So we're gonna fast forward about a week. He went through his COVID testing. Went through uh, his physical. He passed passed the COVID testing. Then we get into practices, and we're starting to see some uh, clips come out of the reporters. And Ben Simmons looks very uninterested. He looks – I mean, I don't know if you saw the clip. He was doing, like, uh, defensive slides. Yeah. And everyone was like, the dude's phone is in his pocket. Yeah, his phone is literally just hanging out of his pocket. And somebody was like, oh, it wasn't his phone. It was his jersey. It's like, there's no way yeah. a 6'10 man is tucking a jersey in his pocket. And there's not just, like, a giant Yeah, a brick in his out. pocket. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, like you yeah, like you said, it was either he's going to show up and he's going to practice and he's going to – I was hoping he would come in with the mentality that after a talk with Doc – uh, with Daryl, with Elton, to say, hey, look, your best chance of getting traded is to participate. Make yourself look good. 
you know, show that you are a class act, you know. Yeah. Um, I actually saw a report today that came out, and I don't know how true it is. I forget who, who tweeted it out. That basically one of his cons in his drafting report uh, yes, was his this. basically his commitment to basketball, how he doesn't take criticism well, he doesn't take coaching well, which, yeah, very apparent right now. Also in there was his, uh, you know, him not showing up in critical games, yeah. i.e. the playoffs the last number of years. Yep. So it's actually kind of an interesting... That was 2016. That was five years ago. Yeah, I mean... I like to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. You know, everyone, I mean, we were all 18, 17 at yeah. one point. You know, he was going into his first year of college. Uh, when I saw the reports of what his GPA was in college, I kind of got the idea. I think he, like, got by with, like, a 2-3. Yeah, I mean, he's not there for, obviously. Like, he ended up school. losing out on an award because he wasn't eligible per his GPA. Yeah. Anyway. But once that started to, you know, take shape, uh, and get put into the limelight. Like, it was a little like, oh, that's a little... I don't want to say discouraging of his character, but it was, to me anyway, it was a little red flag to say, okay, well, like, this guy is just like, I'm going to go to the league. Like, yeah. you don't hear many of these projected, you know, top 10 athletes who are like, yeah, I just didn't care about the education. I mean, a lot of guys you end up seeing going back to college or, you know, graduating within the first couple of years, they're in the NBA. Yeah. Um, and so, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it was just a little, to me again, it was just a little telling of, like, his character. Like, oh, like... And I'm just going to play devil's advocate here for a sec on the scouting report because for a while the scouting report on Simmons was he does not play defense. Like, he put zero effort into defense. Yeah, Obviously, yes. we've kind of seen that not true yeah uh from an nba standpoint because he obviously just finished second in defensive player of the, uh, the year yep um but i think a lot of it also boils down to he went to lsu yep lsu now going into lsu he was already considered like a generational talent yeah i mean coming out of high school he was lebron like exactly. like yes everyone was holding him and i and again i, I think this standard that he came into the league with mm-hmm. set him up for failure, but I'll touch on that again at yeah. some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, you put all this weight on this guy coming out of high school to say, hey, this kid is it. But I also I also kind of have to question it a little bit, and this is kind of boiling back to uh, does he actually want to win or does he just want to make himself look good? Because you look at these generational talents that are coming out of high school, where are they going? They're going to Kentucky. They're going to Duke. And this is not a knock against LSU at all. Mm -hmm. LSU is a very good program that produced multiple NBA stars like Shaquille O'Neal. But LSU wasn't very good when he got there. They missed out on the tournament altogether the one year he was actually there. Which I guess kind of falls in line with, does he have that winning mentality? Yeah, does he he have... That, is he, that is, killer instinct. Is he going to a team to win? Or is he just going to hype himself up, look good for the media attention? Well, and it's becoming very apparent that with all of his actions and where the reports say he wants to go, you know, he wants to go west. He wants to be in L.A. And I don't know how true that is. But it sounds like he just wants to go where he can live this lavish lifestyle and yeah, I play basketball, I make money. Yeah. But he wants all the perks that comes with being an NBA player. You know, walking into a club and everyone being like, "Holy oh, shit, it's Ben, ben Simmons. Simmons." Yeah. You know, all that type of stuff and I 
I, I was a big believer in Ben coming out of LSU. I was. I, I was too. And I will be. I will admit it. I was one of those guys early on. Joel was getting beat up every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that said, ship Joel, keep Ben, build around him. You don't find many Bens. Yeah. Thankfully, I was very, 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 <laughs> very, very wrong. Um, but I mean, it, it just went like he had the highest of highs in terms of expectations. Yeah. And now he's like below dirt to every. Every Philadelphia 76ers fan. Well, let's let's catch up a little bit here because for those listening, obviously know what happened yesterday. Ben was supposed to talk to the media. Yes. And one o'clock roll, or excuse me, twelve o'clock rolls around, and nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Nothing. And then we get into like twelve, ten, fifteen ish, and a report from Woj comes out. Ben Simmons has been suspended one game for conduct detrimental to the team, and we're like. Well, what just happened here? And it's like he's not talking to the media today. And it's like Doc Rivers is going to talk. And then we find out that Ben Simmons uh, was kicked out of practice for just not participating. Yeah, he basically just sounded stubborn. Like, from what I read, Doc asked him to do a defensive drill. And Ben said no. And so Doc asked him again or told him, go do this drill. And he was just like, no, I'm not doing it. And Doc was like, all right, well, I'm not putting up with this. Go home. Which... Yeah, told him to go yeah. home, which I very much respect out of Doc because we're in a, a really weird scenario, and this is what we're, where we'll start to transition into the expectations of the season. Yeah. There's two outcomes that ultimately will happen. Outcome A is Ben Simmons refuses to play for the Sixers, and we have to look at the team without Ben, and currently without a trade, you know, we're mm-hmm. not going to get – uh, C.J. McCollum or anything like that. We're talking a Sixers team that has been, but he's just not playing. He's just kind of there. Yeah. Um, or, wait, which one was my first scenario? <laughs> I, got, I got lost. <laughs> no, uh, ben Simmons uh, either, is just there, yeah, yeah, he, but not he, playing. He either plays or he doesn't play. So, and Joel said it best uh, a couple days back where he said, this team is at its best when Ben is playing. Yeah. So you basically, you know, Marvel hop into uh, an alternate universe where either Ben's in or he's out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and the expectations that come with that are very different. Yeah. Well, and so Kendrick Perkins today said, and he played under Doc Rivers with uh, Boston for about eight years. And Kendrick Perkins said today, he's like, Doc came into practice ready to fight. Yeah. Like he's like he heard all the media, he knew what was going on in the day. He came into that practice ready to fight. Yep. So that's why he was like, Ben, do this drill. And knowing Ben was not gonna do the drill. Yes. And that's why he was like, get out. And then where Joel Embiid, my hero, we're both wearing his jersey right now. Currently. Currently. Um it's just like I don't care about that man anymore. Like, I don't care. I'm here for the guys that are out here participating in practice the guys that are actually trying like yeah. i'm here for them i'm not i'm not here to babysit anybody mm-hmm. and that's basically i'm paraphrasing well i mean he did come out and say he i'm did, not here yeah. to babysit yeah he's like if my job was to babysit if somebody i.e ben simmons is willing to listen then sure i'll i'll babysit but i'm not here to babysit and yeah. and that's not fair to joel because you're talking about the guy that's best on the team Finished second in MVP voting, one of the at least top ten of the league. Yeah, and he's got a deal with Ben Simmons, who he knows he knows is his best chance to help him get a championship. But for whatever reason, Ben's just being stubborn. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna touch back on when we talked about does Ben want to win? 
Or does he want to look good? I don't... And there was a report that's like, Ben would welcome a trade to the Kings. And it's like, that's fantastic, but what are the Kings winning? Yeah. So it's like, does Ben actually want to win? And I don't think the answer is yes. Yeah, I don't think it is. I don't I don't think he... Because like, all the reports are like, um, he wants to go to a team where he can grow and he can fail. But it's like, you're on a team... You came into a team that had not had a winning record. Yeah. You can you, know, you, you joined years, on like to a years. yeah you he joined on to a very 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 bad team yes. with some promise right exactly. it just so happened that some of the promises are with some of the chances they took on Joel Embiid uh, I mean we'll bring out uh, Markel Fultz uh, you know they developed into yes. a good team and Ben Simmons was a big part of that so I don't understand why Ben has this sudden need to be like ah uh, you guys are too good. From my understanding, and obviously I am a six foot two unathletic white kid <laughs> with you know who grew up dreaming of being in the NBA. Yeah. But the reason for being in the NBA wasn't for I want the millions of dollars. It was I want to see what that championship ring looks like on my fingers. Yes. Yes. And, and, and I th- I thought, and maybe I'm just being really naive and dumb, that that was everyone's goal who was making it to that level. That it, no matter who you are should be your ultimate goal is to come away. With that championship, if you if you season. go on, what's the point of playing if you're not out to actually win? Kevin Love right now is yes. refusing a buyout from the Cleveland Cavaliers because he's owed sixty five million dollars. Which at his age, I forget how old he is. He's like thirty four. Something he's he, been 30, he yeah. is on the downward slope. Actually, probably at the bottom of the slope of his career, and he's had a great career. He has, but he's refusing a buyout because he's won his championship. He knows what it feels like to be a winner. Now it's time to get the bag. Yes. So, so yes. Ben Simmons, you have the bag. It, it's yours. First of all, you got to show up to get but it. But they literally gave him the bag to produce and go win this championship. And the thing with Ben Simmons that I don't understand really is you you gave him. Think back to 2018 playoffs against Boston. Mm-hmm. Boston exposed all of his flaws. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That one point game at like. Literally, Boston exposed him. Yeah, let's just take 15 steps back from the three-point three line and see what Ben can do, and he did absolutely nothing. He did nothing because you cannot create when they're just giving you that yeah. that space. And if you don't have a consistent jump shot or not at least willing to put up the shots, yeah. then you're basically a liability on offense. Absolutely. And that's unfortunately the, the honest truth about the NBA today. But he just – that should have been the opportunity right there. And I think a lot of people are doubling back on what they were saying I've seen a lot of tweets resurface about Ben Simmons, and they're like, oh, you know, if he can, you know, obviously it was a bad series for Ben, but if he can work on this, this, and this, fantastic. But he hasn't. No. And it's been a couple years. My- it's been three years. And when you, it's going to haunt me, but when you pass up a wide open layup dunk over Trey Young, there's there, it's not even just. The refusal to play there. I think right there in that moment is very eye-opening to say, hey, like, this is mental. It like, is. Oh, it's 100% like, mental. This dude, and I went to college for a year as a uh, psychology major, and I know sports psychology is really evolving and really coming into its own into the sports industry, but, like, the team brought on new sports psychologists, you know, new, new shooting coaches, new this, that, and the other to say, Ben, we want you here. But that play against the Hawks, I was sitting five rows uh, from the there, court. You were there, you know. I was there, and if I could explain to you the excitement, like the bubbling up of the, oh, he's going to throw it down, and you hear the, oh, and then he passes it, and you just go, 
it's just silent, and you're like, well, as, just from what I could see on TV, there was a lot of people throwing their hands up. It like, was like, bro, like, it, what it was are like, you what doing? just happened? Like, what are you doing? Oh. And to be to turn around and say, you know, Joel threw him under the bus for saying that changed the game. It did. Cause it they, did. They never got back into that game after that play. No, they never and, tied it up after that. I was talking with some friends uh, about Doc Rivers, about the Sixers, and about the collapse in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then if you listen to J.J. Reddick's podcast, uh, The Old Man and the Three, he had Matisse Thybul on recently. Mm-hmm. He, they very, very, very briefly touched on Ben Simmons. Uh, Matisse didn't say anything to kind of throw him under the bus or anything. Right. What Matisse said, and, I'll, and it is very overshadowed, and I actually really respect Tease for coming out and saying this, as he was like, no one pays attention to the fact that Tease fouled, was it Herter? Shooting a three. Yeah. After yeah. that play, that then put the game out of reach. Well, so Tease missed the free throw uh, that, or he missed one of two. Yeah. He missed one of two. And then he fouled Herter for three. Yeah. And they hit all three of their yeah, free throws. Yeah, and it put the game out of reach. So I do respect uh, Matisse for coming clean on that and just being like, listen, it was my bad. He's like, I don't know why Ben is taking all the heat because I should definitely be taking some heat myself. Well, and there's a lot of people that should be taking heat in that. I they mean, should. They, they blew it. We they, had, were, they were the number we one had, seed. We uh, had Grant Hill on uh, Bogdanovich. Uh, was it Bogdanovich? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it was one of the – it was a forward. You had Grant Hill guarding a forward. yeah. And that matchup is just not... No, it was um, uh, uh, Mohawk. Uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, it's gonna. Uh, I'm going to forget it. It's going to come to me in a little bit. <laughs> I can see his face. Yeah. Um, shoot. Fuck. But no, anyway. I mean, there are definitely all sorts of, of um, blame to be passed around. I mean, uh, Tobias... I think Tobias heard the criticism from a year before against Boston. Yeah. Where... They basically said, um, you know, you're not getting enough shots up. And he tried to basically take it into his own hands and was like, I'm just going to put up a ton of shots. Hopefully they start falling. Yes. And I think he finished like 8 of 24. And, you know, Doc didn't have the best rotations. He left the, the subs in too long. Just there's so many, there's so much blame to go around. But Ben took a lot of it. But Ben hasn't helped himself either. He's not really... It was Gallinari, by the way. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it would uh, come okay, to me. Yeah, no, you're right. Gallinari had a really good series, and that really annoys he, me. Oh, yeah. I I have a love-hate relationship with him. When he was a free agent, I really wanted him to come to the Sixers. Yeah. When he didn't, I if, if they're not on my team, I hate him. Well, yeah, no, obviously. Um, but, so, I think that pretty much wraps up where we're at with Ben Simmons at this time. Yeah, I know we said I, we weren't going to make this a Ben Simmons podcast, and I think about half the time we talked about Ben Simmons. <laughs> but anyway, so, you know, there's still some trades on the table. Malcolm Brogdon just signed a contract extension, so I think he's pretty much off the table, mm-hmm. uh, at least through halfway into the season. And it looks like the Sixers are going to drag this out as long as they can. Yeah, and which, then Adam Silver came out and said, like, hey, like, I'm siding with the Sixers, you know? It's like, this is why we have contracts. Yeah. Like, this is why... We sign them. It's like you can't just bully your way out of the city. Yeah. So um, that's Ben Simmons. We're going to actually touch on your Philadelphia 76ers, though. Yeah. Because they are playing basketball in, in about 12, 12 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Let's, we let's are go. recording this late. We're trying to squeeze it in before the game. Uh, again, with the technical difficulties last week. Uh, this is what we wanted to talk about. Uh, tonight just seemed fitting yeah. to kind of squeeze it in before the game started. So just to... Um, so... Give me I want I want a couple different scenarios mm-hmm. here. 
because they're obviously we don't really know what's going on. Yeah. So I want you to give me your expectations for the team. Ben Simmons not playing, just kind of being there, no trades. And then I guess we'll get a scenario with, because I mean, I was thinking last week Ben Simmons playing yeah. tries to boost his trade value. I don't think that's really an option yeah. anymore. So maybe I guess if we trade Ben Simmons somewhere in there, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. Just give me your expectations for the season. It's it's hard to say. Yeah. Um, Tyrese Maxey last year was explosive in the playoffs. I mean, he really came off the bench, gave us that spark of energy came we needed. Came to his own. Yeah. yeah. So if we can get that Tyrese Maxey game in, game out, mm-hmm. if we can get a shake that come off the bench, hits his shots... Uh, they added some really great pieces in the offseason. Andre Drummond, uh, Georges Niang, George Niang. Um, they're a playoff team. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to have to compete with Brooklyn, who I don't think the Sixers are better than. Milwaukee, who without Ben, I don't think the Sixers are better well, than. Well, I don't. So, okay. I just wanted to stop you for it. Brooklyn, Brooklyn's kind of an unknown commodity right now. I, I don't think, even if you take out Kyrie Irving. They just have no depth, though. I get that. You have two of the top seven players in the NBA on yeah. one team. Yeah. And we have Joel Embiid. Very true. I don't think we'd still have, if it's just those two, if Kyrie Irving does not play a game all season. Yes. We have guys that can slow James Harden and Kevin Durant down. Not stop them. I don't think. At least I don't, throw up their rhythm. I don't least. think there is a person on this planet that can stop either one of them yeah. get it, from getting theirs. But you have guys like... Uh, Tobias Harris can kind of bully his way around with Kevin Durant. Uh, you obviously have Matisse Thybul who can kind of keep his own uh, quickness, length, keep up with him. Danny Green can stay in front of uh, James Harden for more than three seconds. Yeah. Um, but I just don't think that's enough. I, I really don't. Okay. Uh, Milwaukee, Giannis learned how to shoot. Yeah, that's... Uh, that is a very <laughs> scary thing to think it about. It looks pretty good, too. Um, so they're a playoff team. I'm going to say they finished... Probably between five and three. Okay. Uh, as in the five five or three seed. Um, some of the question marks I have on the season. The Pacers are always good. Pacers? Yeah, Pacers like, are always right there. Like, they're good on paper. Like, I like their team. Yeah. I don't know who takes leaps. Like, obviously, they have a lot of talent on that team. Karis LeVert is going to play a healthy season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon. I re- I'm really high on Miles Turner. I really like him as, like... A hybrid Rudy Gobert, uh, just kind of be able to stretch out. Yeah, like it's like, it's, it's got a. I a mean, better he shot, shot he shot like thirty nine percent from three. Like yeah, he, he's, and then led the league in blocks for a while. Yeah, like he's he's a very versatile defender, uh, offensive player. Yeah. yeah, so they're always in the mix. Uh, Washington is a big question mark to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that team. The Wizards? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't love that team as of now. Uh, I really like Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, I, I like Kyle Kuzma, but it depends on what Kyle Kuzma we get. Yeah, I think if you get a Kyle Kuzma that can kind of, like, tame himself a little bit. Kyle, yeah. It, like, Kyle Kuzma, he showed his rookie year. Like he could, he could be a guy. He can be a guy. It's just I think he was a product of getting mixed in with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Yeah, that and that's, kinda, like, yeah, that's not a knock against and that's not a knock against any of the guys we just mentioned. It's no. just uh hey, we have LeBron now. You know, you guys play at the same position. You know? I mean, look at what happened in the game last night. LeBron and AD had like 30 points mm-hmm. each and then nobody else had over double digits. Yeah, which 
We can talk about that later. That's a whole other story, yeah. Um, (laughs) The Hawks are going to be good. They are going to be good, Um, yeah. Hawks, I could actually see making, being like maybe a two or three. I don't know if they have enough defense. Uh, Defense, yes, is going to come into question, but I mean, they've got depth. Yeah, they do. And they've got good coaching. I've always really liked Nate McMillan. Yeah, they'll be a good team. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think who else would would kind of be in that mix in in the East. Who am I missing? Uh, so let's see. You've said Brooklyn. You've said Milwaukee. You've said Washington. Ah, uh, the Knicks. Oh, Knicks they're are, they're another weird one. They're they're, they're going to be sneaky good this eight year. Eight seed I think. last year, right? No, they were four seed. Oh, that's right. That's right. They really they really climbed up towards the end of the season and like. And again, that's going to depend on what Kemba Walker we get. Yeah, that's if, actually if, a really if good we get uh, Charlotte Hornet Kemba. Ooh, you know what? Chicago. I'm not a huge believer in that team. Really? I'm not a huge believer. Really? Oh, I'm all in on, on Chicago. I, I like their pieces. I like their players. Yeah. I don't understand why Alex Caruso gets the hype he does. I mean, neither do I. He but. is, obviously he's in the NBA. Right. He's a good basketball player. But Zach Levine is an all-star. Right. Vooch is an all-star. Right. You have an aged DeMar DeRozan. Who can still play. Yeah, who can still play. I'm not saying he's a bad player. You're getting... Lonzo, as he's creeping up into that prime territory, I, I like Lonzo. I mean, it, it it all just kind of, and again, we're, you know, yesterday was tip off. We are seven minutes away from seeing. Actually, an hour ago, the league started. I yeah, will say. I was gonna say. Um, so it all just kind of depends on the leaps people take. I mean, I've I've always liked Lonzo Ball. Him and Ben Simmons always had similar games. Uh, Lonzo corrected that jump shot a little bit, uh, so that three point shooting is there. Uh, very versatile defender, uh, phenomenal playmaker. So obviously you put a nice slasher in Zach Levine, Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan. I mean, that team could be sneaky good. They could be. I just don't know if I full-heartedly believe in the pieces of that team. Well, you gotta, uh, speaking of which, you want to talk about a low-scoring game of five minutes left in the second. It's 30-29 to 29 for the Pistons and Bulls. Oh well. All right, so I could I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and it's early. It's I mean, early. I know people I are know. still learning stuff. You had a bunch of off season moves. That Chicago team is very new. I yes. mean, last year yeah. Vooch didn't even play a full season in Chicago. Right. But I did like that pairing of Zach Levine and, and Vooch. Vooch, yeah. Um, I think the you know you hear all this chatter. The Sixers were like in on a lot of the big stars, like Levine and Beal. Even heard like Buddy Heald. But at least sticking out with the East with Levine and Beal. Mm-hmm. So basically, Chicago and Washington. I didn't even mention Bradley and Washington. Yeah, they, I mean, they basically decided that listen, we have these all-star caliber players. Let's try and build around these guys to try and at least keep them here. I think it's a last-ditch effort to I think say, hey, too. can we make something? Especially for a guy like Bradley Beal, who is reaching the peak of his career, but Washington hasn't done much. Exactly. So, so if it, you're yeah. basically you made the eighth seed last year, you just barely squeaked in the playoffs. You obviously lost four one to Philly. Mm-hmm. You those were fun games. To they be. were fun games, um, but I think this that that's what it is. It's like a last ditch effort. It's like, can we get any further than the eight seed? Can we get out of the first round? Can mm-hmm. we, like, there's so many questions if with there, both those teams. Yeah, if, really. if there's regression with the Wizards, uh, they I blow would, it up. I was gonna say I would not be surprised. They got some decent pieces. I yeah. forget how old Spencer Dinwiddie is. He's, yeah, I mean he's like he's, mid to late twenties. Yeah, yeah, but he would be a nice piece to move. Um, Kyle Kuzma, I know there are some GMs in the league that still believe in him. Yes. Uh, and again, Bradley Beal is Bradley Beal. I mean, he will... He's, he's, he's a bucket. He's a walking bucket. So, I mean, back to the expectations of the Sixers. Right. They'll be good. I actually am a firm believer that Ben Simmons not being on the team, we are going to see the best version of Joel Embiid that we've seen yet in terms of 
offense because now you can you can literally put just shooters around him. Mm-hmm. You saw it in the preseason. I, I saw a side by side picture. Ben Simmons on the court. You had help side defender already in the paint. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you get preseason where it's just Seth Curry, Shake Milton, uh, uh, George. Uh, you get all these three point shooting around him, and there's no one. They're it, basically going to be running Ben system, uh, Ben Simmons system for Joel Embiid. Yeah, and it's gonna Embiid's gonna thrive. Well, because I, Embiid is lethal in the post. Mm-hmm. So if you get Embiid in the post, there's going to be help because yeah, and then nobody in the NBA can keep up with no. Embiid one on one. And then the it's post. lights out three point shooting. Exactly. Uh, the other fun thing, and I think this is a little bit of the over overshadowed factor. Of this whole Ben Simmons scenario, we are going to get to see prime time help side defender Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not like Ben Simmons is a phenomenal per- perimeter defender. Mm-hmm. He really runs guys off their spots. You're going to lose some of that, but I think we'll be okay in terms of uh, rim protection because you're going to get Joel. Yeah. I mean, we still have guys like Danny Green, still have guys like Matisse Thybul who are really going to fill that defensive hole. And Doc is like, I wouldn't say Doc as a defensive-minded coach, but Doc really pushes defense. Yeah, yeah. And so, well, and you're also talking about Joel Embiid, who grew up in this, uh, the Brett Brown. Uh, was he there for Doug? No, he was past Doug. No, yeah, I was gonna. Uh, but, but, Doug, but in Kansas, I'm gonna just circle back to Kansas. Kansas is very big on defense. Well, and, and, and so was Brett. Brett's entire thing, and I think defense. this is yeah. So that's still ingrained in his brain. I mean, Tobias caught him on the late end. I mean, he worked with Tobias. Worked with Doc in L.A. Now in Philly, uh, I mean, I, 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 the Sixers will be a good team. Um, if I was a betting man, which I kind of am, <laughs> uh, I don't know what Joel's odds are on MVP right now, but whatever they I'm are, they're going to be pretty good. Yeah, I would say at least my expectations for this season. If you're rolling into the season with a lineup of Maxi, Curry, Green, Harris, and Bead. I don't think that's a lineup that's going to win you any championships right now. Because, yeah. I mean, obviously, Maxi could see huge growth, and he's already kind of shown that. Yeah, all of a sudden, Maxi could come in and average 20 and 10. Like, Maxi, Maxi's three-point shot, I don't know if you really saw it much yeah. in the preseason. Yeah. And he creates for himself, too. Yeah. Which I think... Which has been something the Sixers has, has always lacked. Yes. Maxi can get to the hoop pretty well. And I think the fact that you have guys that can finish as well as Embiid and Drummond... Mm-hmm. But and you know I think a, oh, a couple of weeks ago when we did our first podcast, um, I was concerned. You look at the Boston series with Ben Simmons, where Philly got swept in the first round, that ultimately led to Doc or uh, sorry Brett getting fired. Mm-hmm. Um, ben wasn't there, and you could definitely tell they severely missed the defense. But on the flip side, there was also no depth on that team. Correct. The depth on this team, which I have to really give it to to Daryl Morey in this regard. And I think Elton Brand, too, yeah. is the depth that they've built is so much better than what it's been in years past. Yeah. I don't know necessarily they're as deep as a team like Milwaukee or Atlanta, but... But I no, think- I, feel, I feel a lot more comfortable. I mean, I remember, uh, what was it, probably two or three years ago, the bench unit would come in and you'd go, oh, great, our 20-point lead's gone. Yeah. And, and you are swapping out Joel Embiid... For Greg Monroe or Amir Johnson <laughs> uh, or Norvell Pell. And I love Norvell Pell, but Norvell Pell could not come off the bench for Joel Embiid. No. You just get blocks, and that was pretty yeah, much it. Yeah, so you really improved that depth. Uh, I was going to make a joke that probably three out of the five bench players could probably start on the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, um, you're not wrong. I'm not. <laughs> but so, all right, so let's kind of look at it like this. I know Shake's not playing tonight mm-hmm. because of an ankle injury. Mm-hmm. So let's hypothetically, Shake would be your your point guard off the bench, 
and then you would have um, you could have Matisse, you could have Corkmaz, and then you go into Isaiah Joe. I am really high on Isaiah I Joe this year. I love Isaiah Joe. I would prefer Isaiah Joe be the primary two. I think I honestly think he's going to be if, when we watch the game tonight. I think he's going to be one of the first subs on yeah. the bench. Now, what's interesting with Matisse's skill set defensively. And depending on how well he's developed that three-point shot, mm-hmm. is he can play very comfortably defensively one through four. Right. So you could get a weird lineup of oh, now I'm not going to say Matisse is going to be your ball handler, but you could get a lineup where Matisse is your four, and then you get Nang at, uh, uh, George as your three, um, and then it kind of depends on what needs done. Yeah. I mean, are we defensive-minded? You know, do we have a 20-point lead and we're just trying to sustain it? So, you know what? We're going to run Tease. Uh Actually, Isaiah Joe's showed a lot of great defense actually, in yeah, preseason, too. Uh, but, I mean, there's just a lot that could be done with that bench unit. Obviously, uh, Andre Drummond. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Well, you have Paul Reed. Oh, gosh. How can I out, forget? Out the mud. Out the mud. <laughs> Yeah, and then you have some of the rookies that come in there, like Springer. Springer's not going to play a huge role, I think, this first season. And, uh, He'll probably spend most of the time with the G League. Yeah, and now and he's a good piece mm-hmm. to like work on, especially with how late they picked him up. Yeah, and and Doc isn't notorious for playing his rookies. It's no. why we didn't see a lot of Maxi last year. Yeah, uh, which is why I'm very excited this year to see what we get out of Tyrese. Um, I mean, it'll be a really, as a Sixers fan and an NBA fan, it'll be a f- like. Not just the basketball itself, but just to see the players develop, see Isaiah Joe, Tyrese Maxey. Let's see what Paul Reed does. Paul Reed's coming off a G League MVP, exactly. rookie of the year. Like, that's that's got to put a really great confidence boost into a guy who says, okay, I've dominated the G League. Mm-hmm. Let's make this jump. Yeah. Literally, out the mud. Out like, the mud. Like, and I think you just look at it. Last year, they would get into a bind. You know, Dwight Howard, I really enjoyed Dwight Howard's time in Philly. And I did too. He he was He's one of the few players in the NBA that I feel like just kind of embodies that Philly yeah. spirit. Just that gritty, give it your best, uh, and the fans are going to show love. Yes. And when the fans showed love, Dwight always showed love. I still remember constantly seeing pictures on Twitter of uh, Dwight at the Wendy's drive-thru just getting, getting his frosty, frosties, which... Yep. May I remind you, is officially back this year. Yes, they did announce that. <laughs> yes, very, very excited. Um, but, you know, I, I think Drummond, you swap out Dwight for Drummond. Drummond's got a better offensive game. He, he adds another layer. Yeah. You, you feel more comfortable. Dwight, you can If he can just stay within himself yeah. is the biggest thing with Drummond. Yeah. Because Drummond, mm-hmm. if he starts getting in his own head and if he starts thinking, oh, okay, I need to start playing like a superstar now, that's when you get I, I th- yeah. Andre Drummond where it's like, dude, knock it off. Like, I, I think you know. he's past that point in his career. Yeah. I think he's he's really matured and kind of grown into his own and kind of realized like, hey, I'm a good player in this league. Yeah. But being a good player doesn't necessarily equal starting, doesn't necessarily equal all-stars. Right. I mean, Andre Drummond could literally roll out of bed, stub his big toe, and accidentally let his dog run wild and average a, a double-double. And he could get 20 boards easily. Easily. He is so, he is one of those guys. I mean, you got to think. Last year, Dwight was like top 15 in rebounds per game. And yeah. now you add an even better rebounder. Right. With an offensive game and a guy <laughs> that, I mean, knock on wood, I don't think gets in as much trouble with the referees. Because 
let's be honest, the referees targeted Dwight. Oh, yeah. And they still do. They did oh, last yeah. night for the Lakers. Oh, yeah. So I think Drummond is a little bit better in that regard. And I kind of trust his ball handling just a little bit more. Not a lot. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not saying point Andre. But <laughs> I like, mean, it's got a nice ring might, to it. Uh, yeah, we might I have mean, to. We had tonight. Andre Miller in Philly <laughs> once. Might as well get another Andre true. again. Shout out Andre Miller. Yeah, I missed him. He was so fun to watch. Uh, but still, I think... Um, you know, I think there's more depth. And then I loved Mike Scott, but Mike Scott really wasn't cutting it last year. I think you add George Niang to the it's, arsenal. It's an upgrade. It's definitely an upgrade. I think there's a lot of upgrades on this team that helps build that depth. And the thing that sucks about this whole Ben Simmons drama is anything Philly-related is just about Ben Simmons. Like, it doesn't yeah. talk about, like, hey, this team has potential. Hey, this team has a lot of fun young guys to watch. Hey, this team has Joel Embiid. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that's not talked about, which I thought about randomly the other day, Ben Simmons will be gone at some point. Right. What we get is still yet to be seen. Right. That's going to free up cap room. Okay. So, Joel is a very personal, fun guy. Doc Rivers is a very sought-after coach. A lot of guys want to play for Doc. It's going to bring some attention into Philly. I'm not saying we're going to go out and sign the best player available. Well... There are reports, though, James Harden still doesn't have a contract after this season. Who brought Daryl James Harden to Houston? Daryl. Not saying that we're going to go and get James Harden, but I won't. I don't think that Daryl Morey is not going to kick the tires and be like, hey, old friend, yeah. I got a new team. You want to join? Yeah, it's just this team... I'm living in a scenario where Ben Simmons is gone, yes. and I'm living. I'm all, and to follow it up, I'm living in a scenario where Ben Simmons' trade value might as well be a bag of Skittles. Yes. So I'm looking probably two years down the road, like, hey, what can we get? Like, I'm. Try, I don't. I don't have it in front of me. Who's all going to be available? But I mean, you'll have guys coming off contracts. I mean, obviously Luca's going to stick around. Obviously Giannis is going to stick right. around. But there's going to be some good players out there. Who knows what's going to happen with Paul George? Who knows what's going to happen with Kawhi Leonard? I mean, who knows what's going to happen with uh, well Trey Young for all I care? Like, yeah. like who knows? Like, I don't, I don't think Paul George is one of the guys that's going to be going after Doc Rivers anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah, so you get my point. Yeah, though, no, no, I get like, it. Though there are legitimate, there is legitimate talent to be sought after, and all of a sudden we're going to have this open roster spot and a shit ton of money to be able to throw at someone's face. Yes. and say, hey. I have Joel Embiid. We have Doc Rivers. This is Philly. Yes. Which Stephen A. Smith came out on record and said there is not three better places to play as an athlete than you, Philadelphia. The The funny thing is with all this drama going on with Ben Simmons about how much he hates Philly, how much, how much have you heard in the media of Philly guys like being like, oh, this is the best place? In the world. Like, I mean, Zach, Zach Ertz, Bryce Harper... Um, Brandon Graham, yep, you, Jason Kelsey, like there are guys that just Embiid has said it multiple times. Like literally, it seems like for the entire duration of Ben Simmons being like, and Allen Iverson too. Yep. He literally just said, you know, in that tweet about Ben Simmons, it's like best fans in the world. Yeah, and it's like all these guys are like, this is the place to play. This is where you want to be. So, and I get it. Okay, I'm not gonna say that Philly's a walk in the park. Like everybody, it's not for everyone. It's every, not everybody's just gonna jump on the the you know on board, and it's it's amazing. That's not Philly. Philly is you got to give it everything that you've got, and if you if you give it 110, percent we'll give it right back. 
And for the longest time, that's what Ben Simmons did. Yeah. And he just, he blew it. Yeah, he really did. But he kind of dug his own grave. Yeah. But we don't want to keep this one too long. We just kind of wanted to go over expectations for tonight. Yeah. We got the Sixers game on tonight. Uh, give me a, one last thing. Yes. Uh, final record prediction. Final record prediction. 82 games in a season. 82. Oh, boy, I got to do the math here. We're going to say 48 wins. 48? 48 wins. And whatever the losses is, I can't do the math uh, right there. It would be 48, 82, uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we went to public school. Yes. So I'm going to say 48 wins. I was going to float around low 50s. Yeah. So we're about so, the same. And then as far as where we're going to get in the playoffs – it's kind of hard to say because I don't think this is going to be the same team. Round two. You're going to say round two again? Round two. You know what? Call me crazy and an optimist. NBA champions. I'm not going to go that far, but I think we at least get to the conference finals. Who are we going through? Milwaukee or Brooklyn? Um, let's, let's, go, let's go with uh, Milwaukee. Milwaukee. All right, Connor. We're getting we're getting crazy. Uh, yeah, Connor might be smoking something a little stronger than uh, than we than he thinks. Well, you're not. I don't know. <laughs> Connor is not smoking anything. Let me just put that on record. Not during the podcast. The or podcast in, or in general. Connor does not smoke anything. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, this is episode number two for the Boat Road Bullies podcast. We'll uh, we'll have episode three out ideally next Thursday. Yeah, that's well, the plan. Uh, that would be the plan. Uh, we'll probably go over what the week held in terms of Sixers basketball. We'll touch on everything else. Uh, talk about other games. Talk about some more Ben Simmons drama. That's gonna go on until he leaves Philly. I'm sorry. So, with that being said, I'm Connor High. I am Izzy G. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful night. Go Sixers. Go Sixers. Peace out. <laughs>